Jeff Kahn is done. Sitting here with my buddy Andy Cohen. How you doing? I'm tired. I'm really tired, Matt. That was a long DevCon, and you made me party late into the night. I think we, I, I ratcheted it up every night, 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning. I tried to keep up with you the last night. I, I, I couldn't do it. You, you, you party hard, man. You, 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 you Portland people, you know how to party. You were almost there. I think you were, we made it to 3 or so. I got to say, though, I, at, at this, the, the first party, which was two nights ago, was the entire population of DevCon. Right. And that, that night really was exciting. Um, I, I walked through the lawn and uh, my, my approach is to meet as many people as I possibly can. And before I knew it, I'd lost count. There were just so many new friends and so many people I'd seen in previous years. Yeah. I think that's my favorite thing about DevCon is meeting people, meeting new people, making new friendships. And then last night's party was a semi-private party. I mean, if you were hanging around, you could have gone. Yeah. And, and that was more of the crowd that's at almost every DevCon or have been going to DevCons. And to my happy surprise, I was kind of accepted, which was cool. And I got to meet some people who, to me, are kind of legendary. I, I got to meet Brian Dunning. That's pretty cool. Lee's going to be really jealous. <laughs> Brian's been my buddy for a long time. I really like him. Uh, and he, I think he came specifically for that party because he kind of goes he has goes back a long way with the Excelsis people who were hosting the party. I, I didn't know that. Wow, that's cool. Well, so Matt, what was the big highlight for you of DevCon? Well, the gigantic, shocking thing for me was I was awarded the Evangelist of the Year for the FBA for FileMaker Business Alliance, and that was so stunning and shocking and a humbling and wonderful thing. So pretty cool. I got a big old glass trophy now. Well, I got to tell you, I, I, I was not stunned or shocked. Because I thought you should have gotten it the year before. And I was surprised. So they, they fixed it. I, I don't see it that way at all. I'm, I'm just thrilled to be part of the group. you know. And they, they specifically said for the work that I've been doing on podcasting. And cool. so all of you listeners out there, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I am really glad. I love doing that. I don't do this to win awards. I do this because I love doing this. And when you get, when you get recognition, I think that's just a, it makes you feel really, really good. So that was, that was pretty big. That was pretty great. Yeah, it was. That was pretty exciting. We had dinner. It was the FBA awards and they had it on the, the horn, the hornblower cruise, a giant catamaran that went around. It was pretty amazing. Um, let's see. What was the best technical highlight? Technical highlight. Let's see. Well, I went to, to Ray Culligan's one, the super tricky one. He had some stuff that you had to focus really carefully to get, but it's really efficient and good. I'm going to have to study up on it. it. It was that good kind of thing. John Sindler, who's always amazing, was off the hook amazing this year with the, with the script reusability one. He had the toughest slot in all of DevCon, the last session of the last day just before the closing session. So people are the most sleep-deprived and you know, after lunch and all that. And he had that room in the palm of his hand. It was really cool. Thing of, thing of beauty. It's kind of ironic because now I know why I missed John's presentation. It was the same time as Ernest Coe's yeah. UI design patterns in FileMaker Pro. And there was no way I was going to miss that. Yeah, because it was you hard to choose. Remember our discussions. And if you listen to, right. to, to FileMaker Success Tips, we do design patterns all the time. And remember last year we talked about design patterns. We did it with Don, and Don mentioned Ernest. And his presentation was great. I mean, I, he hit me with so many awesome things I'm going to have in my show. Um, the second thing happened in the session right before that. This is the last two sessions of the of the week. And that was Todd Geist. 
And I, and, I, and I went to that presentation because I'd never seen Todd present before. Yeah. I thought, yeah, maybe I'll learn something. I, I, know, I, know, I thought I knew everything about commits, you know, things to know about commits. But he taught me something about commit that you can control. You can control when it happens. And if you control when it happens, that could be critical to your design. I walked away with some really valuable tips, really good stuff. Yeah, he was actually against me at the same time that Todd was speaking, um, and his room was packed. I was doing a panel, moderating a panel on integration. So we were talking about plugins and ESS and web services and stuff like that. And there wasn't that many people in there because it was against Todd. And I think there was even another another really amazing session at the same time as well. So that happened to me last year when I did my session, one of my two sessions. I was against a superstar, and mine was practically empty. And they put me in a huge room. Yeah, same with yeah. me. <laughs> I was a big old room, and there was people every tenth row or something. Yeah, so it makes it look like there's even less people there. And then the and then the really popular presenters are in the smaller rooms, and everybody crams in. And so the funniest thing that happened to me in that session, you know, I'm a huge jokester. I'm always like telling jokes to try to keep people awake, and just because it's fun. One of the jokes that I that I laid on the audience, exactly one person laughed. The worst possible thing that can happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. I shouldn't be laughing. I should. So, I, that's too bad. <laughs> so, but but when when you bomb, you have a one. You have like a a whole shot kind of a thing you can do, and that's to say, really, that wasn't funny. And then everyone laughs. I don't know why that is, but it, it works out. <laughs> well, I had a great time. Can we say anything about next year? We can. Because I'm not sure what what I can say, what I can't say. Because I'm sure it's been all over Twitterverse. We are, we're next year's Miami at the Fountain Blue, the Fontainebleau. Fontainebleau. <laughs> Fontainebleau. Will I will I be there? I sure hope so. I, I want to be there. I want to go again. I have found this was my fourth DevCon. How many DevCons have you gone to? Mm, Twelve, maybe. I think 12, Twelve, right around there. They've had fifteen. I, I might even have been to more than that. I have to count. I don't know. Wow. Um, well, this was my fourth, and I could I could confidently say that each DevCon gets more and more fun, and it and it does for only one reason. I'm meeting more and more people, and I'm seeing them again and again and again, and I still absorb new stuff. I still hear new ideas. It doesn't get old. It just doesn't get old. It just gets better and better. So I just hope it doesn't get more and more expensive. That's the same kind of thing I feel is, you know, there's so many, the number of people that I can really have meaningful um, time hanging out with and talking with and sort of getting year over year watching their businesses grow and their families change and stuff like that um, is great. I mean, it's it's a community. It's just a great community event. To me, that actually, several years ago, I think that aspect of it became the primary reason I come over the education education is huge and I, even though I presented it's really really hard when you're presenting to go to sessions because you're so busy just preparing I learned that last year it doesn't yeah. matter how much you prepare in advance you still want to uh, you know when you get to DevCon you're like okay I gotta I just gotta go through it one more time and then the next day oh I gotta go through it one more, one more time and you do that instead of going to sessions that's right that's just what I went through and unfortunately when I did my first one I feel I still wasn't up to par I still I still wasn't comfortable. I didn't have my timing down. It was my first DevCon presentation. Yeah, I, but this year I didn't present, and I'm, I'm kind of glad I didn't present. Chances are I wouldn't have presented even if I'd submitted because it was fairly competitive. For yeah, this I think year. you were telling me they had a significantly larger number of people um, applying to present. Yeah, yeah. But 
I, I'm glad I, I just went. I'm glad you talked me into it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Certainly. My pleasure. So have a great trip. And we got to figure the Skype thing out so I can do this with you more. Yeah, Skype. It's pretty easy. Although I hate the new version on the Mac, but, you know, it does, it does function. Oh, one more thing. I got Steve Jobs, one more thing? One more thing. Matt, we got to spend time with the other Matt. Not enough time, but more time with, with Matt Petrowski. And he's great. Um, you guys got a great show. Yeah. Keep it coming. Keep him coming. All right. Yeah, he's great. He had a booth this year, so he was uh, fully selling his, his cool product, and it was good. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Matt. Thank you. All right. DevCon is now officially totally over. The closing session was last night, and I've got Shin Nagawa and Aggie Riley here with me talking about what, what happened at the show. Now, Aggie, what do you think? I think we had um, an awesome show this year. I think we had 1,100 people, which is a pretty good turnout. Yeah, you had a booth this year, too. Yes, I did. It was my first time exhibiting. And um, I think we had a really good turnout as well. It, it was not something I expected. So, Shin, what did you think of the show? Hi. I think uh, this year we had a great time because there are oh, many Japanese applied and there are many people has come from Japan as well. And we had a really great sessions. Yeah, I was so enjoyed. Hey, shout out to your friends in Japanese. Okay. えっと、Thank you. Cool。You <laughs> can say something in like, you know, one of your eight languages that you speak. <laughs> I, I think I just stick to Hungarian, which has been a while again. Uh, my brother always makes fun of me that every time I arrive, my, I have an accent. So, hogyha bárki Magyarországról hallgat, akkor mindenkit szeretettel üdvözlök San Diego-ból. Nagyon szívesen látunk benneteket jövő évben. I'm not going to try Spanish, even though I sort of spoke Spanish one time a long time ago. So, we, we just, the three of us were just sitting down having breakfast and talking about a bunch of stuff. And boy, it's actually really great to get to know you and sort of uh, talk about all the cool things you've done. Worked at Apple stores and moved all around the world. And where are you now? I'm in San Diego. Right now, oh, I mean, that's really funny. Yeah, so you were talking about people not getting your sense of humor. Well, I wanted to make sure that since we're in a closed hotel room, that you have an idea about where we are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I am. <laughs> Sometimes I have the same feeling. I've done a lot of different things in my life, which um, to some people, when I was looking for a job, they, they looked at me as a butterfly. And I never knew the term, and I, I wasn't sure what that meant, that you just hop from one job to another. And it wasn't because... I didn't like a company or I just wanted to switch jobs, but I wanted to do something different or somebody offered something that I've never done before, like sales, and which I turned down first because I didn't have the experience and I wasn't sure if I'm going to be able to do it. And she said, no, I have confidence in you. Come work with me. It's going to be good. And it was excellent. It was really good. And uh, I've done a lot of different, uh, I had a lot of different IT jobs, which I started doing basically because when I worked in Hungary, every company that I worked for, including HBO and television sales, I had two jobs. I had my job, and then I had to do IT. And that was a little bit exhausting. I'm guessing that was how your path to FileMaker came too, yes? Yes, I started working with FileMaker at HBO, um, I think in 2003. And um, very soon after I got there, the guy who was responsible, uh, Jim, for the databases, um, was moved to Poland. And so we had Macintosh computers, which the PC guys did not want to touch. And we had FileMaker, which they also did not want to touch, and the network. So somebody had to sort of step up and, and 
and figure things out. It often works out really well in that kind of a scenario. Yeah, it does. Um, I have no complaints. Um, I, I enjoyed it, and um, I learned a lot. I learned a lot, you know, working on my own. So fast forward now to this year, you showed some of these really cool devices that you were selling in your booth. Uh, tell me about what the, the different uh, lineup you got. I have Bluetooth barcode scanners, and uh, I wanted to sell them because um, I had the need for the technology, and um, when I worked with scanners before, it was a real royal pain to go through a five-step process to actually get the data off the scanners. So I started thinking, and I said, there's got to be a better way to do this. And I said, Bluetooth, there's got to be a device. And I couldn't find one. And I dug and dug and dug, and then I found one. And so that was my ScanFob, which is still the most popular product that we have. And then I started basically expanding the product line because I got different requests. For example, a guy got one of the scan fobs and he said, I love this device, it's awesome. There's a bit of a problem. My thumb is too big. Do you have anything with larger buttons? And I said, hold tight, I'll get you something else. So I started carrying those. And then um, now I have QR readers, uh, which you, some of you may have seen on your lanyards. That yeah, a lot of people had on their badge. You, you, were, you had a really great idea. You had a computer uh, in your setup in your booth and you could come in and type whatever you want on your badge. So, like, Phil Smith had Surly Phil put on his, which I thought was really funny because that was sort of a little funny inside joke at one of the sessions, several of the sessions, I think. Um, and you could just reprint it out and it had a QR code. So then if you saw, ran into someone, you didn't have a business card, you could just fire up some app like Red Laser or what was that other one? Crafter with a Q. Yeah, that was, that's a great one. And then just basically scan the badge and then the entire contact information, phone numbers, everything is now loaded on your phone. Very cool. Well, thank you very much. So the Bluetooth barcode scanners, they work with FileMaker Go, like directly within it? Yes, absolutely. All of them do. I actually have one USB scanner, which I got some requests for, and um, so I just started carrying that, and that's very cheap. Um, that's 150 basically. Uh, it functions the same way as the ScanFob, the same body, same technology, uh, same scan engine. It's just you have to download the data via USB connection right. from it. How much does the ScanFob cost? The ScanFob is two ninety five regularly. Um, we sold it for two eighty five during DEFCON. Um, we had a special on both on the website and, mm -hmm. and um, here at the booth. And then we have some other scanners. The, the ones with um, uh, an imaging sensor where you can scan the QR code as well, they run a little higher. So, um, you know, five, six hundred dollars. A lot of the scanners were actually on sale. So normally it's actually a laser device and rather than an imaging scanner kind of a thing? Yes, that is correct. Yeah, those are way more efficient and faster to read barcodes, huh? Um, yes, I had a guy actually who asked me uh, or told me that, okay, so this is an awesome device that you can actually read both barcodes with it, but I heard that, um, you know, if you're scanning 1D codes, that's slower in general. And I said, that's very possible. I have not actually tested that, so I'm going to, you know, be curious to, to see how that actually um, works out. 1D codes, you mean like QR codes where they're... Or do you mean like the standard ones, like a postal, like a zip code or a, a barcode for like a, a product? No, I mean that the QR code scanners, which the read the 1D codes as well, the linear barcodes, oh, yeah, okay. they don't do apparently an excellent job at scanning the 1D codes. They do an excellent job at scanning the QR codes. Oh, got it. But they, both of them do both. So, okay. you know, if you need to switch quickly, you have the device. You don't have to walk around with two at least. And so when you're, like, if you're in a field in your FileMaker Go application and you need to get the information from the barcode, you just basically... And it's connected with Bluetooth. You just wave it across the barcode and poof, the numbers and the information just pops right in. Is it really that simple? Um, it is that simple. Um, most scanners have two modes. Uh, they have batch mode and um, they have regular scan mode. If you are connected and you're on the go and you have an iPhone in your hand, and we actually have a glove that you can put in uh, some of the scanners, you can have the glove on, the scanner in it, and you can have the iPhone in your palm. You click in a field, 
you push the button on your finger, you scan, and you get to go. And you can you know, program it in many different, in many different ways. Uh, you know, with script triggers or just you know, general scripting. And um, the scanners can be programmed with a lot of starting and, and ending codes. The other mode that we have is batch mode. So you can go out and scan uh, 20,000 people because the scan flop has that large memory. Right. And you get a code, a comma, and a timestamp and carriage return. So you can collect all that data, hmm. come back down, click into a, a global uh, text field, or have a um, custom dialogue come up, and you can download you know, all that data, and then you can parse it out and create joint records from it. That's cool. How much data can a QR code contain? A QR code, um, I believe, can have 7,000 characters, as, wow. opposed to roughly, as opposed to roughly 70 uh, for the uh, linear barcode. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of data. That's cool. That is a lot of data. And um, I'm, I'm very glad that a lot of people are picking up, picking it up because I remember last year when Shin came to visit. Do you remember you got me um, a KitKat box? Mm-hmm. And um, on the other side of that, there was a little QR code. I can't remember, you know, what actually was encoded in there anymore. But I thought, oh, this is really cool that, you know, on a chocolate box, you can have that. Oh, yeah. Because now we, um, I, I read about this, uh, you know, obviously Wikipedia and other sources that um, the QR codes are pretty big in Japan, mm-hmm. big in Japan, and uh, and other parts of the world. But it's slowly but surely picking up in the U.S. And I thought I'll just, you know, if I can help that a little bit, because I think that you know, if you can encode that much data, a lot of different industry can use it, not just you know from advertising. Because now you see, you know, I saw it in a BJ's advertisement that was mailed to me, and a lot of airports, for example, a lot of Wait, places. Did you say BJ's advertisement? BJ's. Oh, because like BG's the band would be like not something I want to have advertised to me. I don't think BG's has to advertise anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, mo- moving on from the silly humor that I'm trying to always you know put into here. Congratulations very much on your Mad Dog Award. Oh, thank you so much. That was uh, certainly unexpected, but um, it's a really cool thing. Yeah, the only the only good way to win an award is when it's unexpected. I think. I guess that is true. Yes. And congratulations for both of you. You got the Mad Dog Award. So I guess you're probably stuck in your booth, and I know I heard from a lot of people that they that uh, when they were in, uh, the, when the sessions were going on, that there was pretty much no traffic in the show. But I guess that wasn't your experience. No, um, I think we were um, lucky that we had constant traffic uh, in a way, and people came back um, when other people were in sessions because they could spend a lot more time with us and ask a lot more questions. And you had people helping you out in the booth a little bit this year? So yes, I was really lucky this year because um, I had um, Scott Shackelford and um, Liao Shao from um, Eon Development Group helping out. And um, also um, Dave um, Graham from BitTailor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that guy. I love that guy too. He, he was, you know, I love all of them. I'm not trying to be, you know. Like um, children, you can't pick a favorite? No, I can't. I can't pick a favorite. Uh, every one of them uh, was very super helpful and nice, and so I really, really am appreciative of all of them. But Leon and Scott, I know from New Jersey. You know, we, we've known each other for years, and uh, we worked on a project not long ago uh, as well. But Dave, I didn't know anything about. He walked in, he stepped in, and he was there like he was always there. Yeah, he's like that. Yeah, he's got a smiley face. He was really good with the customers. He learned the products in two seconds. He was amazing. Yeah. Thank you very much. How'd you do going through the inventory that you brought with you to sell for selling? Uh, we sold almost all of them, which is great because I don't have to pay the uh, extra fee going home. Very nice. Uh, and where can people who want to buy one after the show uh, look at information about it from your company? They can go to my website, zerobluetech.com. Uh, they can follow us on Twitter, um, Facebook, and Google+, Plus, so we can give them uh, product announcements. It's kind of funny, Aggie, that we haven't brought up like blogging and tweeting. 
which is like your main thing. You know, that's kind of what most people probably know you for, your great work in that area. I always feel like that, um, you know, in a way I, I may put out too much information, but I get a lot of positive feedback. People walked up to me from several different countries at DEF CON and shook my hand and said, thank you for all the information that you're giving us. It's, it's really great. I also, I would like to write some more blog posts um, because I actually learned that people are reading them, which is really awesome as well. I seriously have to learn how to read one day. <laughs> if you have some time, come to New York, I'll help you. <laughs> that, I try to use that joke all the time. It's probably never going to be funny at this point. Uh, moving on. Moving uh, on. Yeah, nice. Good. I wanted to point one thing out. Um, a lot of people uh, asked about information. Uh, they wanted to take away literature. And um, I did not print any. I didn't print any for a couple of reasons. One of them is that I love nature and I do not want to kill trees and turn them into a brochure that is not going to last very long. Right. The other one is that I know that every time I go to a, a conference, a show, and people inundate me with paperwork, I shuffle through them very quickly and then I throw them away. Yeah. And, and hotel rooms do not, don't have recycling bins. They just have trash cans. Yeah, absolutely. So what I did instead of that is we had a sign in front of every product, and I put a QR code on it with, that would take you to the web page of that particular product. You're eating your own dog food. That's what they say here. Uh, it was yummy. Thank you. <laughs> you know, using your actual own products. I thought it was kind of funny where FileMaker had this one session I was in where they had an NDA form telling us about stuff that I cannot, can't talk about on the podcast. And everybody had to sign the form, and there was a piece of paper that you wrote your name on and signed. I thought, um, hello, this would be a really great FileMaker go at, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Talking about that, everything that we did at the booth was done with FileMaker, and I'm very proud of that. Um, I got help from people, and so I would like to thank them, um, Honza, and two for you, because the logo that was made out of barcodes was done with the two for you highlight plugin, and I thought that was brilliant. And um, I got the prizes from different comp software companies. That oh, yeah, you gave away some cool stuff. What did you give away, uh, all the different prizes? Yeah, we had basically four, four different things that we gave away. Um, one of them that if you sign up for the mailing list and print the QR code to put on your lanyard, you could win a um, $300 value ScanFob Center, uh, which went to a fellow FileMaker developer, William, in New York City. And unfortunately, he left. He couldn't claim his prize, so I will take it back home, and I will give it to you. And then we had software prizes for the trivia winners. A plugin of your choice list is on my website from 360 Works. Second prize was a one-year membership from FMPUG. And the third was one of my favorite products, aside from FileMaker. And FM search results. And FM search results, <laughs> of course, which I never use, but I will. Yeah, that that's okay. Um, I played with it, and I love it. Balsamic Mockups is an Italian company. Oh, yeah. And they created this Adobe Air application uh, that you can really impress your clients with. You can spend five minutes and you can put together an iPhone interface with you know the boxes that you need on it, buttons and everything else. It can also create a PDF that actually works. So you can click on a button and it will take you to a page that you link wow. it to. It's a super awesome product. It's $80 and uh, we have a winner for it. Wow. That's, I didn't even know about that. I'll have to look into that as well. I can send you some literature. Cool. So, Shen, turning over to you, <laughs> what, were the, what were the great experiences you had from DEF CON this year? This year? Yes, I've been DEF CON for about 10 years, maybe, but uh, this year, I think, um, anyway, the hotel here, the conference, uh, Hilton, San Diego. Yeah. This is great. I think the people are easy to get together and 
talk to each other and I like that this conference area. Very nice. And they say about the sessions, I went to uh, Todd and uh, John Schindler's year in review and uh, script portability. And what else? Yeah, that script portability one, John, was just amazing, I thought. Yes, it was so great because I, I, I was so surprised. People are so happy to discuss and to say their each opinions on the, in the conference in a huge room. But so I, I think uh, this is one which we wish to have. So I like, I really enjoyed that session. And I also went to Ernest Coors, uh, Design Patterns. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for American Girls. And he showed uh, great ones and uh, lots of ex- um, examples and showing us the image, how we can get a pattern from each of them. So it was a great chance and opportunity to learn some, something like that. I really wish to attend to the Matt Navarro's uh, session, but I missed. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's probably really good that you missed that one. That guy doesn't know anything. <laughs> so, um, let's see. What do you guys think of that they announced DevCon's going to be in Miami, Florida next year? Probably a lot farther for you to fly, Shin, right? Yeah, it, it's going to be very far from for me, but very exciting to have there. And Aggie, you just go right down the coast. Yes, I might actually uh, ride my motorcycle down if everything goes really? well by next year. Oh. Yeah. If I wasn't jealous before, I am now. Or, <laughs> or Shin could fly to New York yeah. and we could drive down together. You know, no, I think I, I'm gonna rent a motorcycle. Oh, you want to rent a motorcycle and come down with me? Awesome. <laughs> Game on. Game on. Although I, I don't know, I might throw a wrench in that because I think by next year I might convince you to move to Portland. <laughs> <laughs> No, maybe you should do that after because that motorcycle trip sounds awesome. That that motorcycle trip has been cooking for a while. Cool. Well, thanks very much for your time. You guys didn't have any other, anything else to add before we wrap? Well, thank you so much for having us. Um, this was a great experience. DEFCON, I wish you guys both um, a lot of success for next year. Thanks. It's good to debrief after all is said and done, you know. Thank you very much, Matt. And I, I really enjoyed this opportunity. This is great. <laughs> but I'm still exciting and... Oh, <laughs> am I really here? Oh, this is a podcast. <laughs> I hope not broadcasting for my part. <laughs> it's going up. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs>